And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Pope Francis on Monday made some changes to the structure of the Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. That's the department of the Roman Curia that's responsible for overseeing both doctrinal and major disciplinary issues, you know, for the global church. Uh, the Pillar has issued a very good uh, explainer on this, which we'll have available for you in the Cresta Guest Archives uh, after the program today. But the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith is, uh, it's good to point out that this is the department that John Paul II, in his apostolic constitution, Pastor Bonus, said has the duty to promote and safeguard the doctrine on faith and morals in the whole Catholic world. So it has a, both a positive uh, dimension to promote the doctrine on faith and morals, and also has the negative dimension. It has to stand guard, safeguard the doctrine on faith and morals. Uh, yeah, it's a, broad, it's a broad description, but let me go over a little bit of the work so you have an idea. And I'll mention, too, that the most um, outstanding prefect for the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith in recent times was uh, Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, who became, of course, Pope Benedict XVI. He was the head of the CDF almost through the entire uh, pontificate of John Paul II. So this is what uh, Cardinal Ratzinger was charged to do. He was charged to have his department there monitor theological trends within the church. Uh, they were to publish corrections, clarifications, guidelines when it was necessary. They also uh, would examine and address the work of individual theologians. Uh, you know, they've had the discipline, some theologians, uh, over the years. And they have to answer questions about theological issues, uh, and they do that, have to do that with the authority of the Pope. But bishops raise questions, theological questions, and so the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith has the responsibility of answering those questions, again, with the authority of the Pope. So it's to promote Catholic doctrine and uh, as well as safeguard it. So to promote it, it, fo it fosters studies uh, so that the understanding of the faith can grow uh, and uh, that it can—I love this part of it—so that it can— uh, deal with questions arising from the progress of the sciences or human culture. So, you know, it has a—it's not just the watchdog. We usually think of it as, you know, the, the doctrinal watchdog. But it also has a positive dimension, which is to help to transmit the faith in the service of evangelization. So that's the big picture of what the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith is. Within the CDF, uh, there are two sections. There's the doctrine section, and there's what's called the discipline section. The doctrinal section, as I pointed out, is responsible uh, for making sure that the faith is being promoted and that it's also being safeguarded. The discipline section of the CDF has to deal with, well, you can probably fill in the blanks, clerical sexual abuse, uh, sacrilege, right, like a violation of the seal of confessional or any of the sacraments, improper concelebration of the mass. So uh, it doesn't handle every case that comes its way, but it is involved in just about every case because it will confirm, you know, or deny what local officials 
uh, what, con- what uh, conclusions they might come to in carrying out some of these uh, concerns. Uh, they're backed up. They, are, they have a backlog. Everything takes a long, long time over there. In fact, in some ways, I was surprised when it took only a year to laicize Theodore McCarrick. You know, his conviction came in the summer of 2018, and he was finally laicized in 2019. But, you know, that's because they have a lot of work, and in his case, they actually issued a big public study. So uh, under the umbrella of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faiths, you have these two big sections, the doctrinal section and the discipline section. And what Pope Francis is doing is that he's ensuring that both the doctrine section and the discipline section have what's called an archbishop-cardinal secretary. Uh, They only had one for both before, but now they're going to have two, an archbishop-cardinal secretary for doctrine, archbishop-cardinal secretary for discipline. They will both answer to the prefect for the cardinal, uh, for the <laughs> congregation of the doctrine, uh, for the doctrine of the faith, <laughs> and, they, and he answers to the pope. So they're adding, they're just giving a little more heft to the discipline side of it because they are so backed up. That's one of the reasons for doing it, I'm sure. Uh, they also, the congregation for the doctrine of the faith, faith also had under its umbrella the what's called the Ecclesia Dei Commission the House of God Commission, uh, and they had the task of trying to reconcile traditionalist groups uh, that were in some state of schism. So, you, for instance, the Society of St. Pius X, uh, it is now in imperfect communion. It's not in perfect communion with the Church. It's in imperfect communion. And so that's the work of the Ecclesia Dei Commission. Pope Francis suppressed that commission in 2019, and he merged it into the larger responsibilities of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Uh, So also under the umbrella of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, the CDF, you have the Pontifical Biblical Commission. They've been part of it since 1971. They were kind of absorbed by the CDF. And that task is, as I pointed out last hour, um, they deal with biblical texts. They deal with the languages. They deal with the historical cultural backgrounds. They deal with the archaeology. Uh, in order to make sure that scripture scholarship is done from within the heart of the church. You also have under the CDF the what's called the International Theological Commission. Uh, this goes back to 1969. And what this is, it's, it's a theological commission. It, they pick some of the best theologians from around the world, appoint, the Pope gives them an appointment, and they advise the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith on their doctrinal work. And then you also have the marriage desk. So the CDF deals with all these petitions for dissolutions of non-sacramental marriages. Um, It's, again, it's tedious work, um, but it's got to be done. So you've got quite a bit going on on the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. You've got, of course, the two sections, doctrine and discipline. And under the umbrella of the CDF, uh, you used to have the Ecclesia Dei Commission, which has now been absorbed into the general work of the group, you still have the Pontifical Biblical Commission, and you still have the International Theological Commission, and you still have the Marriage Desk. So all that uh, is under the uh, uh, umbrella of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Now, 
as I said earlier, there's not much change there. Uh, Pope Francis ensured that both the doctrinal and the disciplinary sections of the CDF now have an archbishop secretary who's responsible for overseeing the work. And that archbishop, uh, cardinal sec- that archbishop secretary is going to report to the cardinal prefect, that is the head of the CDF, who reports to the pope. So, uh, again, it's, it's in the interest of efficiency and, and better, better control. It, there's a long history to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Uh, probably, you know, it's not the kind of thing you make homilies of. But it's worth pointing out, in 1542, Pope Paul III, this is, you know, 25 years after Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the Wittenberg Church door. In, 19, in 1542, Pope Paul VI established what was called the Sacred Roman and Universal Inquisition. Sometimes it's just shortened to the Roman Inquisition. This was a tribunal uh, staffed by cardinals who would hear appeals in trials of heresy and schism that were conducted in local church courts. The pope was actually the head or the prefect of the congregation, uh, and that custom lasted until 1968. But, and this is important to remember, within a few decades of its founding, the pope couldn't handle it all. So most of the day-to-day management responsibilities of what was called the Inquisition or the Roman Inquisition were taken care of by, you know, uh, papally appointed cardinal secretaries. Uh, The court expanded uh, about 1555. Again, remember the various conflicts over uh, the Protestant reforms that were going on in uh, all over Europe. There wasn't a Reformation. There were lots and lots of Reformations with different theological issues, different political issues going on. So in 1555, they expanded the court uh, because they have had to move on to deal with some other issues. They had to also purify the clergy. So the, the Inc- Roman Inquisition, as a was known at that time, went ahead and began dealing with sexual abuse, the desecration of the sacraments, you know, and other serious problems of morality and canon law. Uh, there's a, it's interesting, there's a long history here to the congregation uh, had the index of forbidden books for a while. Uh, this was established back in 1571 to deal with heretical material so that, you know, the, the faithful will have the opinion of the church with all the new theology that was being published at that time. In 1917, the responsibilities for the Forbidden Books uh, congregation went to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, and by 1966, they discontinued uh, the index. So that's a little bit of the history of it. In 1908, Pope Pius X modernized and reorganized the Roman Inquisition, changed it to the Sacred Congregation of the Holy Office, new name, uh, the Inquisition, of course, has a terrible connotation in English, so it's a good idea to get rid of the Inquisition language. But it was the Sacred Congregation of the Holy Office. In 1965, they renamed it again. That's when it became the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. And beginning in 1968, uh, Pope Paul VI uh, made it clear that the Pope was no longer prefect of the congregation. Uh, there was a cardinal who was going to be appointed to that role. And again, the congregation, the prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith always uh, you know, reports to the Pope. But in 
But those are it. You know, they're not the, not the most exciting stuff in the world. But it's worth knowing how the machinery works, right? I, I like to know because it, may, it allows you to make more sense of church news when it comes out, right? Okay. So, coming up, we're going to talk about the tragic life and spirituality of Whitney Houston, whose death uh, was commemorated 10 years, well, 10 years ago, and it was commemorated on February 11th by many of her friends and relatives. I'm Al Cresto. 